good morning. We're back with a, another episode of Glorify and Grow. In fact, it's kind of interesting. We're, we're kind of back from a, a hiatus of, of taking a break here. So I just wanted to put a short maybe uh, message out there just about who we are and where we came from. You know, we, we've been kind of contemplating this now for a couple years. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that Horizon kind of started maybe a typical way from a lot of churches, a, a group of people from a large church started feeling like they needed something more, that we wanted to go deeper into the scripture. Um, little did I really pay attention that God had been working in the background through seminary and education and teaching experiences. And uh, I don't know that I was uh, aware of the call at first, but I got to be honest with you, probably like a lot of you have experienced, when I felt that call, I doubted it and I denied it and I fought it and I struggled with it. But back in uh, 2020, early in the year, we finally came together and got our 501c3 and we launched this small church. You know, Horizon Church is located in Valencia County in the town of Bosque Farms, New Mexico, a great little community, very rural, fairly conservative. Um, and there is a lot of needs around here. There is a, a definite poverty culture around here, a lot of people that that probably identify as Christians, and I think that's one of the reasons that really drove us to plant this church, is realizing that so many people that were attending church, they identified as Christian, but the whole concept of being in Christ, allowing Christ to change you, uh, to become different, um, I definitely believe as a, a Christian, and when we look back five years and ten years, that God is going to display his glory through us, even internally, even in our own internal conversations about how much closer we move to be with Christ. So Horizon Church is by design a small church. Um, we have no desire to be a thousand-person church. In fact, our mission and our design is if we ever have a thousand people connected to Horizon Church, they'll probably be in five different autonomous bodies that are grouped together and held together by a common thread, and that is leading people to be in Christ and to understand what it means. And I really launched this podcast for that, to just kind of challenge your thinking a little bit, to kind of maybe challenge some of those traditions and, and biases that are out there, to ask the, the big question, why? Why do I believe that? Why do I do that? Um, is that important to my walk, or am I just doing it because that's what I was told? You see, we believe that Horizon Church was, was launched to become a, a community church, but even deeper than that, to become a church family. And what we try to do here, to the best of our ability, is create a, an environment from our disciple-maker class in the, in the morning to our celebration service at, at 9 o'clock to our Sunday school at 11. And, and even through and permeating all the way through our kids' ministry, it's all about having people get to know Jesus so that they can fall in love with Jesus. And once they really submit to Jesus and commit their life, that that positive change, that peace that goes beyond understanding. Our church body is, is right now composed basically of young and mature believers, but we're not necessarily a seeker church. I mean, I believe that we're called to always spread the gospel and reach other people, but this isn't really the church that, you know, is going to have a, a mass uh, entry of people who are seeking to find out about Jesus. So our methodology, as weird as that might sound, is we're here to kind of take people that have started that walk. Maybe they went to elementary school, but we want to move them on through the grades. We want them to, to fall in love to Jesus, to know about Jesus, to know the Scripture. 
so that God can use that through their testimony and through their conversations and everything they do to lead them to a deeper understanding. We really believe that uh, we could be labeled a discipleship church. I mean, we believe in the Holy Scripture. We believe that those 66 books, 39 in the old and 27 in the new, were written to reveal who God is and what His promises are to us. We use expository teaching with, if you're not familiar with that word, it just really means that we look at the Scripture and we, we expound it. We, we look at it and we try to figure out exactly what God wants us to know. We do not do exegesis preaching, which is basically taking a concept and then looking through the Bible to try to back up our process. So we use that methodology. What is God saying to us? We go through most of the year going through a book of the Bible, breaking it down into parts, looking at individual verses and trying to pull out the precepts and the concepts and, and the practicality that God has given us to grow deeper. So this church now entering actually into its third year of existence, and we've grown, but we've grown slowly and we've grown deliberately, and we're just blessed. I mean, we're an odd church today. We believe that a church shouldn't have debt, that, that we can totally rely on the providence of God, that God sends people, moves their hearts to give and to contribute to our ministry here. Last week, I was at a Southern Baptist convention, and I think one of the things I most took away from there was a simple statement. If your church ceased to exist today, would anybody in the community notice? And I probably honestly would tell you right now, you know, other than 50, 100, 150 people, that we may not be there. You know, through this COVID thing, we've taken an approach to not have signs up and, and not market and not get out there, not treat it like a regular business, but just do everything we can with who God has given us. You know, as I end this short podcast, just giving you a little bit of, of what's coming in the next couple of weeks, I was really just really clear on maybe a vision that God gave me years ago, and it really touches my heart when I think about the, the depth of what God revealed to me. And it really started out as waking up in the morning and kind of fading back to sleep, praying to God about what he wanted me to do. And I remember kind of all of a sudden kind of standing in front of these gates with these clouds all the way around, no matter uh, what that was. I don't know how that was, but I remember just standing there and looking at these gates, just marvel at their size and their beauty. I remember looking over and seeing two very popular pastors that preach in New Mexico and I just realized that those people have flocks, you know, from 15 to 20 to maybe even 30,000 people. And here I am, you know, starting a church with 10 families, 10, 10 people, five families. You know, what kind of difference could I make? I remember looking over my left shoulder and seeing so many people standing behind and looking a little bit further and seeing people just in a line as far as I could see behind both of these pastors. And I remember fighting that battle in my heart with, you know, who am I? I'm a failure. I, I, I'll never have that kind of following. And I remember turning around just a little bit further and I saw eight men standing behind me and they happened to be the eight men that have been in a men's group that I've run for nine years now. I remember turning back around and looking at those gates and, you know, to this moment, I'm not sure who I was speaking to, but I remember saying these broken words and tears that I'm sorry, I'm sorry I didn't do more. And with the most loving voice 
I ever heard in my life. He said to me that those eight people were who he gave me. It's not a matter of how long my line is, but how deep Christ is in each one of those men. And it kind of gave me my vision for today. You see, at this church, we're, we're a little crazy in the sense that we don't take role every week. I can't tell you exactly how many people were in each service. It's not about the numbers to me. It's about multiplication. It's about pouring into others and growing them and helping them learn uh, the scriptures to use in different situations, to have a methodology for maturing people in Christ and growing them in their walk. We came up with our vision statement, and that is to glorify God by growing others in Christ. We really strive to plant a small network of churches that are joined together with that unity in Christ, that they're autonomous in their, their corporate organization, but they have a heart and a mind and a mission to multiply. We really locally here have a short-term goal of, of putting a coffee shop here. I, I think we're probably still wrestling whether we're going to charge money for the coffee or just offer free coffee to let people come in and have a place to connect. We realize in the world today that the church can be so Sunday-oriented that, that we can go there for an hour and get our check mark with God and then move on. But for us here, our mission is to make Christ part of you 24-7, 365, that everything you do, in fact, a couple weeks in a, a go in a sermon, I was relating that, that most Christians would, would proclaim that Jesus needs to be the first thing in their life. And in their priorities, they understand that they're working towards putting God first. But I looked at the practicality of that, and I realized that, that there's a lot of things I can put number one, but I can spend an awful lot of time in two through ten, or maybe you're a little bit like me, maybe it's 50 through 55 of my important missions that day. But I put a pie chart up on the wall. And if you think of a, a pie, that circle into those triangular pieces, I realized that what God was really calling us to do is make him the center of that pie. That no matter how many slices you have, your, your family, your work, your, your ministry, your, your soccer practices, whatever that is in your life, that God needs to be the first bite in every piece of that pie. And that's the, the mission that this church has. We develop some core values here at this church that we believe that God's calling every Christian to believe. We, we believe that we need to stand on the power of Scripture, that, that God has given us 66 books to be the complete revelation that it's our study and dedication and submitting to teaching, submitting to the interpretation of the Holy Spirit that needs to be the driver in our life. As I mentioned before, one of our missions is to not make Sunday Christians. We understand that a young Christian may even struggle to become the habit of coming to church on Sundays. But we send the message here that that's not enough. That the message is 24-7, 365. That being in Christ requires us to continually change and to grow closer to Christ. That by the time God calls us home, there's little difference between the way we operate and he does. We believe that there's a sin nature, but that sin nature is being reduced every day by the love and the grace, the forgiveness, and the power of Christ through us. And that power is translated to us as a commitment to submitting to him as our Lord and not just our Savior. You see, most of us, if we really think about it, we love the fact that we have the, the get-out-of-hell-free card, but we forget about the glory of heaven 
that we have being in Jesus Christ. That our peace that goes beyond understanding, that our operations in everyday life, no matter what we're doing and where we are, have to come from his heart that's inside of us, that, that transformation that happens. And you're right, here we're a church just like other churches. We believe that, that you need solid biblical teaching from, from men who are more mature than you that you can pass on. But one of the things that we do here is, is me as the head pastor of this church, I don't believe that I have all the answers. We have a little joke around here, we need to go Berean on it. And what that means is the Bereans in the early church were, were known to hit a concept in life, and they would go back and they would search the scriptures for it. That we come to this opening of this funnel, and there's all these options, there's all this space for interpretation, but we need to fight down through that triangle to come to the one point that matters to us. What would Jesus think? One of our core values at this church is keeping the filters of interpretation of everything that we do in our life aligned, that we always look at things biblically. Then, after we've determined that it's a biblical uh, honoring basis or, or movement or practicality, that we move it to, to a history lens. And we look and we say, well, what has God revealed to us in the past that we can use to make a better decision today? And once we do those two things, when we get to that third one, that, that third one is finally that lens of culture. How do we apply those things? You see, we believe here that if we put culture first, then we end up twisting the Word of God. We know that God's Word says that we should never add or delete to His Word, but we've all been guilty of that. We've been built guilty of misinterpreting Scripture, thinking that there's an asterisk somewhere on Scripture that, that might get us out of something we don't want to do. And ultimately, in the end, we believe that this church is the bride of Christ, that each Christian here that's in Christ will be married in a great ceremony many, many years or days from now, whenever God calls us back, that we get to be united with him as one. And when the Bible says that a man and woman shall leave his mother and father and be joined together and become one, and what God has joined together, let no one separate. We look at that and we put a, a Christology on top of that. And we say, well, that's us. We need to make that covenant commitment to being part of Christ, to being betrothed to him, that we're promised to him that we're his, we're labeled, we're called heirs to his kingdom, and that one day when we pass from this life to the next, we will be fully joined with him in community. We believe that in a future after that, that, that God will come back and make a new heaven and a new earth, and we'll all be resurrected there in perfect bodies with no more tears and no more sorrow, no more guilt, no more harsh talking or rage or anger or any of those type of things but we can walk perfectly in peace and joy. We also realize here at this church that that's a hard thing for some of us to get our head around because we live in a broken world. We say that, but the reality of it is that sin is knocking on our doorstep every day. That temptations come, but it's through Christ Jesus that we're strengthened in order to overcome all these things. So I thank you for listening to the short message today, and in the following weeks, we'll be breaking some of these tenets down. We'll probably be talking about the current series that we're teaching on right now, currently, is we're in the book of Colossians, learning how to practically live a holy life, one that honors God in everything we do. 
that we can take that house of ours that we've cleaned up for him, a couple rooms, but that our whole house, our whole world is as close to spotless as we can make it. And that's the angst that we have. So we hope that this podcast, Glorify and Grow, can do exactly that, that we can glorify God our Father by growing others closer to Christ Jesus. It's in his name that we lift this up today. Amen.